Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. So many question marks in terms of what it's going to look like now in New England. Tom Brady era is over. The Cam Newton, I guess, era of one year is now over. Was there an era? <laughs> Can we call it an era if it was only one year? Um, and now we are we entering let that happen. the Mac Jones era for the New England Patriots. And a lot of people are feeling hot about it this yeah. morning. Guess that's Welcome what happens in. when you listen he to sh- rap music, Cam. He's Sean J. Will and Zubin, <laughs> presented by Progressive Insurance. Guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. I'm Shay Cornette. Thanks for being with us this morning. So a lot of people giving us a call on that Dr. Pepper call online. The phone number is 888-SAY-ESPN. It's 888-729-3776. And I said, be people a little hot and bothered. One of them is our own Keyshawn Johnson here. Dale is in North Carolina with something to say to Key. Oh, Dale, him, good Dale. morning get to him, you. Dale. Get him, Dale. Come out swinging. Good morning, guys. Good morning. The Keyshawn Johnson, Mac Jones, hateration campaign has failed. You said he wasn't ready. You said the competition wasn't close. Anything he did in the preseason wouldn't matter because he'd be playing against guys that aren't going to make the NFL anyway. Anytime his teammates gave him a compliment, you poo-pooed it. Your campaign has has failed. Cam Newton played great, but he didn't do enough to separate himself from Mac Jones. I saw, I read a stat, I heard yesterday on ESPN, every drive this guy participated in that he started ended in a score. They talk about his maturity, his work habits, his his football IQ, everything you just poo-pooed. You said he wasn't ready. The preseason means nothing. When Justin Fields does something great, oh, you go goo-goo. When Trey Lance does something great in the preseason, you go cuckoo for Coco. Dale, what are you alluding to? Dale, what are you alluding to? Take, take. Uh, you know what I'm looting to. You know what I'm looting to. Take your your contact book, your little black book, with the Patriots page with your sources, All and right, tear Dale. that page out. Dale, Dale thank you. Dale, Dale, Dale in North tight. Carolina. Thank you so much. Wait, Dale wait, in North wait, Carolina Dale. is providing stats incredible. Brought to you by My Computer Career Training for a Better Life. Oh. Key, floor is yours, Go ahead, Key. Well, Damn, Dale. Well, well, first of all, Dale is incorrect. I didn't poo-poo everything that Mac Jones did. So Dale is absolutely incorrect. First of all, I said the future of the New England Patriots is for Mac Jones. That's why they drafted him. I said that Cam Newton would, in fact, be the starter this season. And that was the plan all along. There are other things that that are in play as to why Cam Newton is not on the team. So, Dale, don't get delusional and stupid out here thinking it's something different than what it really truly is. Be smart enough to know, okay, opposed to going on your rant and raving. Yes, I support Justin Fields and Trey Lance and a host of other quarterbacks in the National Football League. Uh, do I think Mac Jones will have a long career in the NFL? Absolutely. Do I think the Patriots are going to the Super Bowl with him as their leading quarterback? I don't know that to be true. I don't know that at all. We'll see. Call me in about 12 weeks. Can it be like also true? Like all of us thought Cam Newton were going to be was going to be the yes. starter in New England. So why can't it be true that like Cam Newton could have been the starter in New England, but also Mac Jones could very well have a good year in New England as well. Like both can be true. I, I think, I think it's because okay. whenever I know when I saw the draft, and Key, I don't know about you, but when I saw the draft, I start hear a lot of people say this is exactly the way Tom Brady was going to be. Like it, all the similarities, people mention the name Tom Brady and Mac Jones together a lot, and I'm sitting there saying. Hold on, man. One dude got seven championships. One dude is the greatest quarterback of all time. Let's just 
press pause and let's see what the rookie can do yeah, in his first him a year. Well, like, yeah, let's but, just but calm Jay, down a little bit, Key, you know? Jay, it's about what looks familiar. What's your taste buds? I get it. They both tall. They both big. They both can't move around. They look a certain way. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. So when you talk about what fits, Mac Jones fits. He runs their style of offense. Get the ball out quick. All of those sort of things. There's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing wrong with it at all. But when people start calling in and insinuating things, then that's when I got to jump on the ass. This is Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin coming to you live from above the Heineken River Deck at Pier 17. Let's go to Jim and Boston. We're keeping with the theme here of enthusiastic people that have got a lot to say. And Jim and Boston has got one I haven't heard ever, I don't think. Jim, good morning to you. Well, well, this is the overarching theme in Massachusetts, Boston area, New England area now. Bill Belichick, 66 and 73 as a head coach without Tom Brady. That doesn't mean he's a fraud necessarily, but I think all the press he's getting at this great coach is overrated because Tom Brady left or he pushed Tom Brady out and Tom Brady won a Super Bowl. He's good at he's good at certain coaching things, but your record is what your record says it is. He's 66 and 73. He's a losing under 500 quarterback. Let's see what he does with this Mac Jones. If he changes it around, then I'll give him props. But none of his coaches have gone Jim, anywhere and done anything either. Josh Jim, McDaniels, Matt Patricia. Yes. Can I ask you a question? When Phil Jackson had Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant, was he one of the greatest coaches of all time? Is he still one of the greatest coaches of all time, in your opinion? Yes, the answer is yes. Yes, right? I, so, I, but I, I know, I'm just basketball. saying. So, so uh, then all of a sudden we look at Phil Jackson. <laughs> it's fine if you know basketball. It's still the same thing. He's one of the greatest coaches ever to do it in the NBA, similar to Bill Belichick. But I'm not going to sit there and say, well, his time with the Knicks and the struggles with the Knicks now all of a sudden take away from his greatness because he won championships. I don't look at it that way. You can't just be like, well, he's just a marginal coach. Like, you need – Great talent to do great things. That's what and every not, great not, coach has been not, able to do. And not, and not only that, it's Bill, right? What's uh, his yeah. name? Yeah, go, go, roll with Bill. Sure. Bill, go with Bill. Right? <laughs> roll with Bill. <laughs> Jim, 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 Bill, Jim, same thing. Um, no, Jim. Look, you got to think of it this way. He discovered Tom Brady. He gave Tom Brady his opportunity. If it wasn't for him, Tom Brady, who knows where he would have been. So when you look at it, don't say that Bill Belichick record without Tom Brady. Okay, Tom Brady landed in the perfect spot and won the Super Bowl with a team loaded, loaded with talent and a good coaching staff. So, you know, let's give Bill Belichick his props now. Let's not not take it away from him just because Tom Brady happened to win one in a down year when Bill Belichick didn't win one. Man, I'll tell you what. These people in New England and Boston, they are so spoiled. This fan base was delivered six championships, and yet still they're hating on Bill Belichick. I don't care who is on the roster. Like, can we just be appreciative of what the man has done for your entire franchise? It's unbelievable to me. Um, let's go to one more here. Craig's in Indiana. Uh, good morning to you, Craig. What's going on? Indiana. Hey, good morning. Hey, yeah, yeah Boston Jim, that guy's smoking crack. I, I agree with you, Shay. Think about all the – Roster changes that New England's had, you know, that talked about the Patriot way. They just keep reloading and keep winning. But um, but why didn't the Patriots try to get some value out of Cam, you know, look for a trade? Bill's not a – we all know he's not spontaneous. Um, you know, so he's probably been thinking about this for a couple of weeks. 
you would think that they would have at least shopped him around, called Ron Rivera, you know, try to get a six round or something out of him to get something back. Thank you. Yeah, I don't think they I don't think one they could trade him and I don't think any takers if he's not vaccinated, that's a problem. I mean that's that mm-hmm. that's problematic. I don't think anybody's signing up for individuals that are in that position, especially at Cam's level. And we're not talking about twenty fifteen Cam. So if we were talking about twenty fifteen Cam with a hundred million dollar contract, people would have signed up for it. You you look at other players like Jay was saying earlier that are at a certain status these conversations aren't really coming up because the team is not going to eat the salary. They're going to figure out how to make it work into such due time that it can't. Um, by the way, thousands are affected by Hurricane Ida urgently needing support. Donate at redcross.org slash ESPN to help the Red Cross respond to and help people recover from this disaster. You can make a difference in the lives of people impacted by Hurricane Ida. Your donation enables the Red Cross to prepare for, respond to, and help people recover from this disaster and will provide people and communities affected by this devastating storm with food, shelter, relief supplies, recovery planning support, and other assistance. Again, you can donate at redcross.org slash ESPN. We're going to get more into the conversation about Cam Newton and the Patriots next. We're going to head to Foxborough so Mike Reese can tell us if Mac Jones won the job or if Cam Newton lost it. That's after Jay. Is this from DraftKings? Football is here. That's right. And there's no better place to get in on all the action than with DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of the NFL. As the season is quickly approaching, DraftKings is your one-stop shop to make it rain all season long. To bring you even closer to the action, DraftKings is giving all new players a free shot at a millions of dollars during week one. Just pick your lineup, stay under the salary cap, and see how your team stacks up against the competition. Nothing adds to the excitement of watching a game quite like having a free shot at a huge cash prizes. Download the DraftKings app now and use code KJZ. For a limited time, new players can get a free shot at millions of dollars during week one. Don't miss out on action. Enter code KJZ to get a free shot at millions of dollars in prizes with your first deposit. That's code KJZ, only at DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of the NFL. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. The beginning of the season. Oh, man, I want to be in that moment. This is one of them things we say, man, I wish I had that right now. Are you ready? I'm ready. This is Marty Smith, and I'm ready. This is Keyshawn Johnson. The Dallas Cowboys are ready. This is Matthew Berry. The Syracuse Orange are ready. Zellin Hahn, I'm ready. Football is back, and it kicks off every morning with Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin and continues all day right here on ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, 
Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. My, how things have changed in New England, and Mike Reese has been there for it all. Welcome in, Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, presented by Progressive Insurance. Guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. where we're going right now. We are saying good morning to Mike Reese, our ESPN Patriots reporter. Mike, my goodness, it has been a busy 24 hours for you, and I know that. Have you left Gillette Stadium? I don't know, but let's start with the Cam Newton news, obviously. How did we get to where we are right now? Well, you know, Shay, I would start with this. You know, Mac Jones really won over the Patriots coaches and teammates over time. You know, Bill Belichick had said it's going to be about consistency and production over time. And I go back to April when they drafted him, and Bill was clear. He said, Cam's our starting quarterback at whatever point that Mac might be ready to challenge and compete. We'll see what it looks like. And it sort of became clear to me in the spring practices back in June and then in training camp that Mac was challenging and competing. And, and I think we've talked about that on the show um, over the last, you know, couple months. And so to me, it was just a matter of if Bill Belichick was ready to turn it over to Mac or if he wanted to take a little bit more of a cautious approach and say, you know what, let's just sort of go into the season, stick with Cam, let Mac see what it looks like in the regular season, and then turn it over to him. But Mac just came on so strong that it, it seemed like the decision uh, was one that Belichick was obviously confident in making right now. Mike, it, it, that seems very simplistic, but can you give me all the kind of factors that you think factored into them letting Cam go? Mm-hmm. Okay, so the, the first factor, Jay, is I would say you want to give Mac the chance to grow into the role without looking over his shoulder and seeing a former NFL MVP uh, with a big personality. And I think There's also some clarity and message from Bill Belichick. You know, I I don't think he wanted to get into a situation and maybe to use a comparison uh, like the Dolphins last year where they had Ryan Fitzpatrick and Tua and it was Ryan first and then it was Tua, then it was back to Ryan, then it was Tua. I I feel like he wanted to make the decision and, and just have it be clear and be like, this is what we're doing. And there's not gonna be any of that other stuff. And so I think those are a couple things. And then the other thing, I would say you have to mention the COVID stuff because I I do feel like last week was an important moment in this competition. When Cam wasn't around the team for five days, three practices, it gave Mac a chance to run the team and it gave Bill Belichick a, a chance to see how players would respond to him when Mac wasn't there. It was almost like a trial run. And so I I think that's another factor in this whole equation too. Mike, should we expect the offense to look very similar, glowing, kind of like early stages of Tom Brady with the New England Patriots, dink and dunk, don't get yourself into any trouble and play defense? Maybe, Keyshawn, but I would say don't set the ceiling that low 
for the Patriots because what I've seen in practice, and I think there's been 19 practices in training camp, I mean, they've thrown the ball down the field and asked the New York Giants. They were in here last week for joint practices. And Keyshawn, I have to tell you, that, that Wednesday practice last week for Mac, I really felt like it was a significant moment because they were going empty. Uh, Mac was making checks at the line of scrimmage. Uh, he was audibling out of plays, setting the protection, all the things that Tom was doing, you know, later in his career. And, and Brian Hoyer, veteran quarterback, he's been around the block quite a bit. He's even said, like, Mac's out there doing things that Brian would say, when I was a rookie, like, I would never be able to do stuff like that. So I think Mac is operating at a little bit of an advanced level for where he is in his NFL career. So I think the possibilities are a little bit greater than just the dink and dunk uh, that maybe we would reference in 2001 when Tom was a rookie. Talking to Mike Reese right now. He's our ESPN Patriots reporter. He's joining us on the Goodyear Hotline here in Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. So, Mike, here's what I here's where I'm a little bit confused. Like, an hour prior to this news coming out, we had sound from Bill Belichick, and I believe it was your question to him about basically where is Cam right now. And, he, and I'm paraphrasing, but he said something along the lines of him being in a better place now than he was a year ago and that they're moving in the right direction. And then about an hour or two later, we find out Cam Newton has been cut. So what changed within those two hours? Well, so that, that was the last question of the news conference, Shay, and, and I think I asked, the way I asked it was, how would you characterize or sum up Cam Newton's training camp and preseason? And to me, it was Bill probably did, would want to take that one back if he could. I mean, the fact that he said he was heading in the right direction, technically he was. He was better than he was at this point last year. But it sort of avoided what was coming. I'm, you know, at that point, he's probably going through his mind and saying, I, I want to get out of this news conference without having to address <laughs> anything about the quarterback. So I, I would give Bill a mulligan on that one. Okay. Um, probably didn't want to answer the question. It was the last question. He was looking to get out of there. And he probably knew the direction he was headed and maybe just didn't want to say anything before he got to Cam so he could explain the decision to Cam himself. Mike, why is Bill comfortable starting a rookie quarterback for the first time? So I would say, Key, that one of the, the parts of this is Max maturity and how he has responded to mistakes. Because he's made mistakes out there. Like, this hasn't been perfect, and everyone makes mistakes, but he's gone in and corrected them. And so what they've been able to do is come back out on the field the next day make the corrections, and then sort of advance to the next point in their offense. And it's allowed them to build up the offense in training camp to a point that they feel good about what they're going into the regular season with. And they've thrown everything at him, Key. Like, this isn't like bring him along slowly. I really felt like they, like he must have thrown 500 passes last week when Cam wasn't here. And it's almost like let's see if he sinks or swims here. And he sort of swam, you know, he was swimming. And so I think every test is what I'm trying to say, Key. Every test that Bill Belichick gave him, Mac cleared the test. And so at what mm -hmm. point do you say, like, what else do I need to see? Mm -hmm. And I think that's the mindset right now from Bill. Interesting okay. stuff. Mike Reese, our ESPN Patriots reporter, thank you so much for the insight this morning. We appreciate it, Mike. I hope you get some rest at some point, buddy, and you get to leave the stadium. No, he's staying there for Key. He's staying there for Key. Stay there all day for Key. <laughs> <laughs> Always for key. <laughs> See you, Mike. All right, All right, Mike. Mike. That's Mike Reese and the Goodyear Hotline brought to you by Goodyear with every mile on the road to greatness. Goodyear, more driven. So, guys, Mike Reese giving us the very latest there, obviously, in regards to Cam Newton and how this whole process came to be. And I, 
look, I think everyone who we've asked about this, the more the three of us talk about it, here's where it leads us. He was beat out. Like, Mac Jones was better, and then there was an out given when Cam Newton wasn't at practice last week. Like, that's the way I'm interpreting it at this point. Like, it it, it was like all signs kind of pointed to Mac Jones, especially last week when Cam Newton was out, unfortunately. It was almost as if Cam Newton, like, opened the door for Mac Jones, and Mac Jones, like, marched on through it. Uh, See, the term key beat out to me doesn't really work. I kind of feel like maybe Mac Jones had more of an edge, a slight edge. Sure, that works. But I also – you know, I don't think it's in Cam Newton's DNA to be a backup, too. Yeah. I really don't. And I think that factor probably into the decision, even with COVID, because that factored into it as well. But, you know, Key, that's why I think it's in Cam's best interest, understanding 32 years old, where he wants to be at this stage of his career. Look, I know some people will say, get in where you fit in. But Cam wants to play. And I'm not going to knock him for waiting for the right opportunity to showcase what he could do. Well, again, when you have a guy like this, former MVP, like Mike say, backing up, it's just when you're at a certain level in your career, despite how much success you've had, a little lack of their success that you've had in recent years, doesn't mean that you don't feel a certain way. And Cam certainly is a guy that feels like he can still play at a high level. He still feels like when he's healthy, he gives his, ch- he gives his team the best chance to win. So he doesn't want to sit there in hovering over Mac Jones' shoulders, I'm sure, or any other quarterback, for that matter, as an organization, you don't want that for a young quarterback. You don't want to have to go through what the Miami Dolphins did a year ago. You just don't want to do it. And then COVID probably did factor into it, and he missed time a week ago. So, yeah, you open up the door, but what you do then is you certainly now solidify the thoughts in Bill Belichick's mind and Josh McDaniel's mind as to say, okay, we've seen him now operate this offense without any interruptions whatsoever. I think this might be the right call, the right move. And that happens. Yeah. When you look at Cam Newton's number last year and his 2020 numbers, and again, he did not, let's keep things in perspective here. He didn't have all the weapons, came in late. Like we know the whole story right now with Cam. Yeah, right. Exactly. He did rank 24th in red zone efficiency out of 32 teams. He did rank 27th in third down efficiency. He ranked 30th in pass touchdown rate. Like the numbers weren't towards the top. And then you can go to the turnovers too, which we saw obviously Bill Belichick kind of have a short leash with Cam Newton and, and pull him late when he couldn't get things right. The one thing I'll say about Cam Newton and you guys be like okay Shay this doesn't matter but I'm going to tell you anyways every (laughs) time every time he was pulled out in the late game situation when he didn't have a good game or he turned the ball over every time he took the mic and I appreciated this he you know what I'll be better tomorrow never discouraged never frustrated he never like had a pouty face on like that wasn't who Cam Newton was about and I, I you know even yesterday in his Instagram post which I can't stand the fonts he uses but that's a discussion for another day he said please don't feel sorry for me like he's never the victim and I appreciate that about Cam Newton and so you hope that obviously the next place that he goes to that he'll have that same kind of mindset and maybe he will take on a backup role you've seen him kind of eat a slice of humble pie I feel like since he moved on from the Carolina Panthers but that's just my perspective Uh, look I'm not saying that Cam doesn't have humility because he does also I think the way Cam has positioned himself over the last year and a half is that he's been that first class person I mean that's what the reports you've heard from Bill Belichick and out of the camp of the Patriots is that he's handled himself in a first-class manner right. throughout everything. Right. And I, I think that sets a, a pretty good precedent for Cam as he decides to move on. For any team that looks at him, it, look, COVID's one thing. The vaccination's one thing. But if you're going to question whether Cam's going to be a first-class player on your team, I, I no longer think that gets but why, questioned. But, why, but why, why is that even a question, though? That's, that's, that type of stuff just drives me crazy when people try to question 
what type of person he is. Well, Clearly. I think that it came up because we brought up the fact that obviously he's going to move from a starting role to a backup. It's inevitable this year. So, well, if you take a backup role, you know your position. That you don't take a back. He's not taking a backup role because he needs the money. He's taking right. a backup role because he understands the position that he's in and he wants to still play football. And in order to get on the field, you have to do things a certain way as a backup. I just, I, I, I find it funny when I hear people say that, not necessarily just you and Jay, but in general. Yeah, no, I feel you, Keith. All right, there was a lot of news yesterday outside of Cam Newton and the Patriots um, throughout the NFL. And we're going to get to hot news or not news. That's after Sports Center. Swing and a miss and breaking for second and getting there in time and then breaking for the plate is Otani and he's safe and the Angels just execute a double steal. Angels have been running like crazy the last two innings. That was a delayed double steal right there. The Angels manufacture a run and have a 6-2 lead. Look at more Showtime Otani. That's thanks to the Angels. Radio AM 830. Angels handed the Yankees their fourth straight loss. The Angels would go on to win the game 6-4. Otani's steal of home in the fifth inning helped the Angels beat the Yankees for a second straight night. Otani was 0-2 with two walks one night after hitting his Major League 42nd home run. New York is the fourth team over the last 100 seasons to lose four in a row following a 13 or more winning streak for the first time since the 1982 Braves. The Dodgers move within a half game of the Giants in the NL West. The Giants lost yeah. to the Brewers 6-1, to and the Dodgers beat the Braves 3-2 to to cut the NL West lead to just a half a game. The Dodgers got seven strong innings from Walker Buehler and a solo home run from Mookie Betts. That would be his 19th of the year. The Dodgers conclude their series with the Braves tonight, and coverage begins at 9.30 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. The Mets turn the thumbs down into a thumbs up with two wins over the Marlins. In a resumption of a suspended game, Javier Baez raced from home. I'm sorry, raced home from first after Jorge Alfaro misplayed a ball in left field to give the Mets a 6-5 win. The Mets were trailing 5-1 entering the ninth before rallying for the W. In the nightcap, Michael Conforto homered and the Mets won 3-1. In seven innings. That's back-to-back W's for the Mets in just one day. SportsCenter is brought to you by Barbasol. Barbasol shaving cream is available in five fantastic flavors. To customize your close shave, whether it's classic original or sensitive skin, there's one for every face. Find your favorite Barbasol today. Close Shave America. Close Shave Barbasol. Oh, yeah, it's getting hot in here. We're going to play a game of hot news or not news in just a moment. This is Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. Guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. I am Shay Cornette, and he is Jeff Darlington, our ESPN NFL reporter, and he's joining us to play this very fun game. Good morning to you, Jeff. Talking a lot about Cam Newton, obviously. But now the first question I have for you in terms of hot news or not news, in hindsight, in hindsight, rather, him missing those three three days of practice last week because of a miscommunication with COVID, was that now hot news or not news? So ultimately, it's not news. I believe that Mac Jones was going to win this job regardless of Cam Newton's status last week. Behind the scenes, Mac was doing all the things to put him in position to be the starter. We obviously saw what he was able to do on the field. He was going to win this job. If it's hot news in any capacity, it's because it puts on display some of the stringent rules that will follow unvaccinated players this year and make it more difficult on them. But ultimately, not news. Mac Jones, in my opinion, was going to win this job regardless of Cam Newton's vaccination status. 
Super hot news, Jeff. Anytime a guy misses reps, it gives the opportunity for somebody else to step in. And Mac Jones certainly took advantage of that. It was very clear that he did, and Belichick liked him. And I also think, much like you said, the vaccination part of it played a major role. It helped solidify the mindsets of Josh McDaniel along with Bill Belichick that they can go with a young quarterback. Jeff, it was hot news with the way Mac Jones walked on draft day. Jeff, that was hot news. This is hot news. Whenever something happens, when a guy like Mac Jones, who walks like Bill Belichick, has a chance to win the starting position at the quarterback spot, (laughs) that's hot news. (laughs) <laughs> I'm done. All right. Oh, oh, to be clear, guys, it is hot news that Mac Jones is a starting quarterback. I just don't know that in hindsight those three days of practice is the big indicator okay. here. All right. Fair enough. All right, let's move on. We're talking to Jeff Jarlington right now, our ESPN NFL reporter, playing hot news or not news, giving him a statement. He's telling us if it's hot news or not news. Let's go on. Uh, Similar but different here. Urban Meyer says, indeed, his team did consider players vaccinated or not vaccinated during the cut process. Hot news or not news, Jeff? Okay, again, I feel like, why do I have to do caveats today? I want to just say hot news or not news, but I want to be very clear here. This is not news from the standpoint that Urban Meyer is alone on this island. The only difference between Urban Meyer in this situation and every other team is that he just admitted it. It's like that tampering period that you have before free agency where everybody pretends that they're not tampering. Guess what? They're tampering. It's like, it's the unwritten code of the NFL. It happens. You want to call them out on it? You want to be the narc, stitches get stitches? Fine. But here's the deal. This isn't a surprise. This is this is going to happen. The hot news aspect of this is the fact that, once again, the policies against unvaccinated players are going to play a big part in rosters this year and will impact the league in some capacity. This is just the start of it. It's hot news because Urban Meyer has now put the Jacksonville Jaguars again in a bad situation. I understand that he said it <laughs> and others won't right. say it. But he did it again, and now he's being investigated by the NFL he did it again. for these sort of things. It's just it, it's mind-boggling because guess what? The great Bill Belichick says that Mac Jones beat out Cam Newton, and that's all you need to know. Well, that's why I think it's hot news. First-year coach on the job decides <laughs> to tell the world what it really is, where the coach who's won multiple championships decides to give you a little, well, Mac is just he's better positioned right now. Jeff Darlington, let's move on. Brian Flores t- tells the Dolphins that Tua Tungavailoa is indeed, quote-unquote, our quarterback. Hot news or not news? Hot news for today. For this moment, it is significant. The fact that Brian Flores walks into his locker room and talks to his players and endorses Tua Tungavailoa is important because those are his guys, and his word with those guys is the most significant. Does this mean that Deshaun Watson will never play for the Miami Dolphins? Uh, I'm not so convinced of that just yet. But for now, Tua Tungavailoa will get his chance to prove his value for the Miami Dolphins, and that is all that matters in this moment. So, yeah, today it is hot news. See, but it can't be today hot news. It's not news. Jeff, you and I both know that Tua's the quarterback. Guess why? Because they can't get Deshaun right now. Deshaun can't help them right now. So it's not even news. You gotta be you gotta be delusional to think, oh, they're gonna trade for a guy that they have no idea when he's gonna be able to step on the field and disrupt what a young quarterback progress is right now. So to me, it's not news at all. Jeff, do you feel like Tua's gonna answer the bell this year? Man, I, you know what you know what I'm most surprised? Not not surprised. 
the support that he has down here, I live in South Florida, the support that he has within this, this community makes me think that these people who have seen much more of Tua than a lot of us, you know, they watch every game, every play, they are so behind this guy that, that for some reason I really think that maybe, maybe the steps that he has made is going to make him put him in a position to be better this year than he was last year. I think he's got a better chance than maybe a lot of us around the league realize. Just look out Jeff Darlington's window if you're watching Looks on TV. Warm. You Looks can see that he lives I was in South Florida, to, right? Hey, I was tree. about to say, I was about to say, Shay. Well, yeah, of course you live in Florida. Look at the high rises <laughs> behind you. Yeah, look at look at his background. <laughs> South Beach. Yeah, break. Yeah, uh, go, all right, let's move on. The Saints <laughs> place wide receiver Michael Thomas on the pup list. Is this hot news or not news, Jeff? Not news. Uh, it's, it's a big deal to the Saints, but we knew this was coming. This is exactly where um, we kind of expected him to land, and it means because of the bye that the Saints have that he's going to miss at least five games. Of course, that is significant. The only reason I'm saying not news here is because this is something that we already expected based on the fact that Michael Thomas didn't get surgery until June for an injury hey, 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 that he hey, suffered hey, hey, last hey, 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 year. That out, in it out, is the hot news. Key's not going to like out, you divulging those out. kind of details <laughs> on our show, Jeff. Hey, hey, not on our show. Hey, don't believe everything that they tell you now, Jeff. That's all I'm going to tell you. Uh, okay. Don't believe it hey. all. Hey, sources, baby. Give me the so- You want to be my source, Keyshawn? Let's go. We've been Let's waiting go. for Keyshawn to break I'll, news I'll the whole year. Well, you haven't been around Let's the whole go, year. Uh, well, I, I have my child and I go. All right. We're talking Jeez. to Jeff Darlington, our ESPN NFL reporter. Um, let's, let's keep it going here. The Ravens will not sign Todd Gurley at this time. Jeff Darlington, hot news or not news on Todd Gurley? Uh, not news. I mean, they, they talked. This is going to be something that we continue to see uh, go down the road, but the, the Ravens right now feel like they've got what it takes in the backfield that they currently have to replace J.K. Dobbins. Um, so for now, not news, but certainly news that J.K. Dobbins ain't in the lineup for the Ravens heading into the season. That's definitely hot news. Yeah, I, I'm with Jeff. It's not news. I mean, how much gas really does Todd Gurley have left in the tank? We saw him in Atlanta, and when you look at a guy that has as many miles as he has on his body and the young guys that they have and they got an opportunity to see in preseason and training camp, I'm not surprised that the Ravens aren't quick to pull the trigger just yet. Yeah, I'm a big Todd Gurley fan, but I guess, Jeff, I will ask you too, is this it for him, or do you think he'll find a spot? Gosh, man, I I would have thought that Detroit would have made sense. I would think that the Ravens would make sense. The fact that these teams are not signing him to deals suggests to me that, you know, again, you know, Key alluded to it. Sometimes we don't know everything that's going on. We don't necessarily know everything that's going on with his knees right now. We don't know exactly – uh, what his medical is showing up. So to me, it's 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 not a great sign that other teams are passing on a guy who was obviously so special in this league when he was with the Rams. Interesting stuff. All right, Jeff Darlington, thank you so much for the time this morning. We really appreciate it. All right, All right Jeff. man, go put on your swim. Thanks, guys. Go I'm hang ha- out by the pool. I'm happy Key didn't call you John this time. I already time. got him on, Key. You know it. <laughs> See you, Jeff. Um, all right. After the decision by Bill Belichick yesterday, there's one fan base that's not in New England who has now been totally put on notice. We'll get to that next. After Jay is this from O'Reilly. Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking key? If they are, don't compromise your visibility with streaks or smearing on your windows. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts. The professional parts field will help you navigate their wide selection to find just the right wiper blades for your vehicle. O'Reilly Auto Parts will even install your wiper blades free of charge. That's free of charge. Everybody wants free. See better and drive safer with new wiper blades at O'Reilly Auto Parts.
Who's a better quarterback, Justin Fields or Andy Dalton? I, I don't know that right now. What we can all agree on is Andy Dalton has seen more defenses in the NFL. Andy Dalton in week one probably gives them the best chance to succeed in week one. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Act like it's never been done before, right? Like they've people have never started a veteran and then let the rookie come along. Like it's crazy what's happening in Chicago. Give me a break. Well, why is, do we have to do everything the way it's always been done before? You don't have to, but it's also not crazy. This is Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. I'm Shay Cornette here with the guys this morning. Okay, so uh, we've talked a lot about the Cam Newton situation in New England, right? And how Bill Belichick. Perhaps did or didn't. That is still up for debate. But the way it looks like from the outside is that he headed into this quarterback competition with an open mind at this point, considering the fact that he is starting a rookie, something that he doesn't normally do, especially not at the quarterback position. Him releasing Cam Newton is a discussion that is separate from this one. But the fact of the matter is, is that there was a true quarterback competition, at least it's how it appears now, in New England. And so then now you've got fans in Chicago that are looking at all this and saying, wait a minute now, you release Cam Newton and you're starting a rookie, but yet here we are in Chicago starting Andy Dalton and making Justin Fields, who has appeared in the preseason, similar to New England, how Mac Jones appeared in the preseason to be better than Cam Newton. Justin Fields has appeared to be better than Andy Dalton, obviously, in the preseason. So why are we still starting Andy Dalton week one? People are up in arms about this. And before we get into our angle of it. Let's hear from Booger McFarlane, our ESPN NFL analyst. And he says he agrees with the way Matt Nagy has handled this situation because Fields just isn't ready. We're focusing on the ceiling of Justin Fields. We're focusing on the ceiling of Trey Lance. What these coaches are trying to do is minimize the damage along the way that playing a rookie quarterback mm. before they're not ready is going to cause. So I agree with Matt Nagy. You play Andy Dalton and when the kid is ready to play, then you play him, but I don't think he's ready to play right now. 
Okay. And so, guys, so that's Booger's, you know, take on it is that he's just not ready. And so this is why you're starting Andy Dalton. This doesn't mean that one is better than the other, although I think we all know who is better than the other. It just means Justin Fields isn't ready. But I said this when we came in, guys. Like, I feel like we're acting, at least fans are in Chicago, I know, acting like this has never been done before. Like, they, even though Justin Fields has a higher ceiling and is the better quarterback, he might not be ready. And so you're starting the veteran who might not be as good. Key? I've seen it, Shay. I've seen it both ways. I've seen young quarterbacks start and work out just fine. I've seen young quarterbacks start and it become a disaster. So it's not a right or a wrong way. I think the, when you look at it with Matt Nagy and the way he's looking at it, he's saying to himself, I'm going to give myself an opportunity to see if Andy Dalton can do some things because I can't base Andy Dalton's career on Dallas last year. I got a team around us. We got some players. Let's see if he can get us in a position to have success. And if not, I have the opportunity to turn to Justin Fields at some point in time, which makes all the sense in the world to me. I don't, I don't mind him sitting for a few weeks and seeing what happens. It is the wrong way, in my opinion. And I, I, I started, I was thinking about this yesterday, and after hearing Booger talk about it by saying he's not ready. Okay, so three and a half, four weeks from now, now he'll be ready. He'll be ready four weeks. He might. Four weeks is enough. So, but then you can you can watch. You can watch. Yeah, you sit back, Jay, and you watch. Like Shay was just about to say, you watch. But, but Keith, it speeds up. I, I hear you, and we talk about the game being fast. I just watched Andy Dalton last year with the depleted O line mm-hmm. struggle, mm-hmm. struggle. And I'm not knocking. This is not a knock on Andy Dalton. I think he is a serviceable quarterback. I look at Chicago and I say, your O line isn't great. You're going to need somebody who can do things differently. I don't understand the upside of starting Andy Dalton. I, I just don't. I don't understand. Are you saying he bring? If you're asking simplistically, who is the better quarterback? Who is the future of the organization? Well, it's too early to throw him into the wolves. No, it's not. That's what Justin Fields is built for. He's always been thrown to the wolves. Some of the best players in the history of games and sports have been thrown to the wolves and have figured it out. So just because this game has always been – hey, let the rookie sit behind a veteran and learn for a couple weeks, doesn't mean that that's a scheme that always has to be in the future. No, this guy has proved to be different. I don't understand why it's like the reason why they've given Ann Dalton the spot is because they promised it. They promised him it from day one. They came out and said, Key, you asked, why do we say QB1? Because the Chicago Bears came out from day one when Andy Dalton came on board and said, this is our QB1. And it feels like Matt Nagy is saying, I made this promise. I have to stick with it. And we're going to hinder this young man who could contribute early because this is what we promised. That's what it feels like to me. I can look at a lot of different situations, right? I can look at David Carr in Houston. Mm -hmm. He got the crap beat out of him, okay? Nick career never really turned into anything. I can look at Dante Culpepper in Minnesota. He set, then his career turned out to be pretty good in Minnesota. I can look at Kyler Murray. He was forced to start in Arizona, and he's still the starter. Yeah, I can look at Peyton Manning, forced to start, turn into a Hall of Fame jacket. I mean, it, you can look at it a lot of different ways. I, now, most recent, I look at Lamar Jackson. He set a few games, sprinkled him in on some little trick plays into such two time that Harbaugh said, you know what, Joe Flacco's not getting it done. I'm going with this other guy, and Lamar Jackson's been sitting there got an MVP trophy, led him to the playoffs three straight years in a row, and is about to sign a record-breaking deal at any time now. So 
you can look at it a lot of different ways. It's not a wrong, right or wrong answer as far as I'm concerned. Okay, but he, I guess here's the bigger question. Do you look at the way Bill Belichick has, ha- has handled this and the way that Matt Nagy has handled this and feel like it's two not only two very different situations but two very different approaches? I think that's more where people – and I'm talking about the fan base, are, are having issues. I just have a hard time even putting Bill Belichick and Matt Nagy in the same breath. <laughs> I, I can't believe we just no, did that. Nice. No, it's, it's – it, I, what, I mean, <laughs> what do you mean it's not nice? That's being real, Key. One guy has won crazy championships, and the other guy is a quarterback whisperer that can't whisper to quarterbacks yet. We haven't seen it yet. You said everything I'm already thinking. I'm like – did Shay just say Bill <laughs> Belichick and Matt Nagy? I meant but, the way they're handling the quarterbacks, you guys. That's what I meant because they both have rookie quarterbacks on their roster right now, and they did at one point both have two veterans. That's that's all I meant is the approach to who's starting the season. Who's yeah. handling it right and who's handling it wrong? Well, I, I, again, you got two or, different organizations, two different head coaches. One guy comes from a different tree in Bill Parcells. Another guy's an Andy Reid disciple. So, Andy Reid decided to sit Patrick Mahomes for a year and then let Alex Smith run the run everything, and then all of a sudden he took over, and the rest is history for Patrick Mahomes. It's two different situations. <sighs> I, I just need Justin Fields to start. Okay. It, we hear time. you loud and clear, I know Jay you Will. do, and I know you're a Bears fan. I'm trying to do what's in the best interest of your fan base and your team. How kind of you. All right, Bill how about Belichick and Matt Nagy. How about one NFL team <laughs> who has already seen their rookie make one major mistake? Who is that? We'll discuss it next here on KJZN, ESPN Radio, and, and Sirius XM Channel 80, and we're moving over to ESPN news have you ridden an electric e-bike yet you need to check out electric e-bikes today the number one selling e-bike in america two things stand out that bikers love about electric number one the majority of their models come pre-assembled so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them number two electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes so they've made range a priority Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.